Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. All right, so before we get started, I want to introduce you to my latest book, Digital Disruption, Personal Brands That Will Crush It After the Pandemic. That's Digital Disruption, Personal Brands That Will Crush It After the Pandemic. To download a copy and pay any amount, just go to bkc.name slash ebook, bkc.name slash ebook, and just download it for any amount. Hi there, welcome to the edition of Personal Branding Podcast. This is your host, Bernard. Kelvin Clive, and I have my good friend Edward Dearborn back on with me. Edward is a marketing expert and brand expert in the U.S. Edward, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Bernard, thank you for having me once again, and it's great to reconnect with you and your fine audience. It's a pleasure, I treasure. The pandemic has really um, taken us by surprise. A lot of brands and businesses have gone down, and others have gone out of business. Others are trying to struggle and get their feet on the ground. A little bit about it. How has this affected business and brands? Well, I think it's affected different businesses and brands in different ways, but it has affected us all. There's no question. I don't think any business or very few businesses predicted that a pandemic would occur and it would occur this fast and have this big of an effect on on our business in terms of the amount of unemployment and certain businesses being deemed non-essential. In other words, you can't operate. So this is brand new territory, even for veteran business people that have survived, you know, recessions and even depressions before. So it's, it's new territory. And the one thing that I tell everybody is we have to move fast. We don't have time to think about things. We have to be very agile, right? If you're, if you're slow during an economic downturn, that alone, no matter how right your answers are, slow answers are never the right answers. We have to move and adapt very quickly and be very agile you know where restaurants had people come in they had to be agile and now they had to deliver if they wanted to stay in business that's just an example of how we had to become agile very fast yeah. so uh, the first thing is that the businesses need to adjust very fast the, 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 the question is that how do I move fast or rapidly in the midst of this I don't know what to do how do I move Great question. I think, you know, one of the things that I've always been a fan of is I'd like to study businesses that are successfully navigating this. This, In other words, I can go to YouTube, I can go to Google, and I can ask myself, you know, I can ask myself who who is doing it well. There's got to be somebody out there that's figured something out. So I want to gather intelligence. I want to get the lay of the land, as the expression goes, by studying what are other people doing. So, you know, people can go on Google or they can go on YouTube and say, are there businesses that are adjusting? Can we, even though we may not be in the business they're in, 
maybe we could, maybe there's something that we can learn and take away from the solutions that they're implementing. This is also important why you should be on social media and have a large network. You can ask those questions. You can put out on Facebook or LinkedIn and say, do you know of any businesses that are being successful and agile during coronavirus? And you may get some answers to people saying, yes, my brother or my best friend or someone I know has figured out a great solution. So this is where your network becomes important as well as research and using research tools to find out, you know, or is there anybody figuring it out? Okay. So the first thing and in to do is to study other businesses or trends that are doing well in the same field or niche. Then you find out and other things you mentioned, you can look at, can you use social media as a listening tool? You ask questions on social media to get some answers Definitely you might get one or two people who have gone through or who know a company or existing brand doing well in the midst of the crisis. If not, you also employ research tools to also get to know what to do or what people are doing. Then you can also utilize that, right? That's correct. And by reaching out to your network, you may be able, if let's say you lost your job, by putting, you know, by leaning on your network, you may be able to find a new opportunity or a new business or a new job again you know be active with your network ask questions find out how you can add value see if anybody has an opportunity for what you're doing um and do it fast <laughs> i like the part and do it fast edwin can you share with us one or two brands organization that you know in your circle who are thriving in the midst of the pandemic and one, two, or three lessons we can pick from them and maybe share with the, uh, the listeners. Yeah. So uh, I work with a number of different businesses. And, you know, one of the businesses I work with is a, a medical technology company. And they traditionally would get their leads and get their sales by going to conventions. They would fly all over the United States and go to these conventions where doctors would hang out, you know, five, 10,000 doctors. Well, during the pandemic, there were no uh, conventions, right? Uh, you know, we weren't, you, you couldn't fly to Las Vegas or New York City and go to a convention because all of that was shut down. So we rapidly adapted uh, a lot of, we had never done webinars and we said, well, why don't we put on a webinar and then we'll have a call center, call the doctors and invite them to a webinar that way. So we, sh instead of paying all this money for airline tickets and hotels and booths and all that other stuff, we paid a telemarketing team to call the doctors and send them a link to the webinar. And although we weren't exposing ourselves to, uh, as many doctors, instead of maybe 5,000 doctors at the convention, we only got maybe two or 300 people to the webinar. But the webinar was a much more personal experience, and it was something that we could do in light of it. So instead of just sitting there doing nothing, again, we moved fast, we became agile, we did things we never did before, we found where the opportunity could be, and reallocated our financial resources to what we could do. So we can't pay for hotels and flights, but we can pay for people to be on the phone. So that's an example. 
Um, number two, uh, another example I gave is bookkeepers work from home. And I worked with a bookkeeping business who was just basically growing through word of mouth. Well, word of mouth tends to stop when there's a lot of bad news. People aren't talking about business. They're talking about not getting sick. You know, all of a sudden conversations change. So she's like, well, I rely on word of mouth, but right now everybody's so scared. They're not talking about business. So I said, great. Why don't we start reaching out on LinkedIn? We'll start sending out more invitations. We've got a virtual assistant and let's send out a hundred invitations, which she was never doing before. Let's get their email address and then let's start sending them things about business and how to survive. Why don't we become the solution to how to survive financially during a pandemic versus waiting it out and hunkering down? So we, you know, it's like the saying goes, you know, if life gives you a lemon, you make lemonade. (laughs) So, right. So what we wanted to do is why don't we reach out and give people tips on how to survive financially since she's a bookkeeper and gives financial advice. Well, within 30 days of doing that, again, being agile, being fast, adapting to what we could do, reaching out through LinkedIn, within 30 days, she signed up four new customers because of the information that she was, yeah, that she was providing. Because people in a state of confusion are looking for people with answers. So I said, Her name's Maya. I said, Maya, why don't you be kind of the lighthouse during the storm? Why don't you provide the light? Why don't you provide the direction during chaos? And instead of being part of the chaos. So that was being uh, very agile and figuring out how to be a solution during a problem. And those are probably two. I have other examples, but those, those are my two best examples. Well, I, th- I think that's really uh, fits and make good. I mean, um, marketing or business things that in the midst of crisis, uh, brands or business or individuals are looking for a market leader. They are looking for somebody they can look up to, they can learn from. So if you are quick to learn or move, they will adjust or you become the go-to person. Very true. So, you know, people are having problems right now. I think it's an opportunity for a brand to really expand their reach to offer solutions. Like, you know, even if it's, um, you know, how, how to motivate it more, or you have to take a look at how does your brand make someone's life easier or bring them peace of mind? Even if it's just a little bit, if you're selling tea, let's say you're a tea company and you sell herbal tea. Well, our herbal tea calms your nerves. You know, you you might switch the story from being a tasty tea to a tea. Do you know that herbal tea helps calm your nerves? Well, when people's nerves are high and strung out because of the stress, see, now all of a sudden the tea company has changed their message from being a flavorful tea to being a tea that reduces stress. That That would be kind of an adjustment that, any brand could make to go, how do we become, how, how do we become a source of inspiration and help? So what, what other key things uh, can brands and business do uh, post COVID? I think, 
you know, they have to sit back and, and really come to grips that it is a new environment. The people are going to be home. Therefore, they're going to be on social media more often. They're going to be going to YouTube more often because they're home more often. How could you be the brand that tells stories that keeps people's attention? How can you be a brand, as you said earlier, to be a leader in time of crisis? How can we tell human stories to make the brand more human? See, during times of crisis, people kind of fall back on wanting a sense of home. They want a sense of security. They want a sense of belonging to a, a tribe or a group that's going to help them during tough times. Nostalgic kind of feelings. If a brand can get really good by creating videos or podcasts like what you're doing, um, or memes or infographics, whatever you do, if you can make sure that those type of content strategy really leans on giving people inspiration and help and how-to tips, then you'll stand out. Now, here's another opportunity. Because a lot of businesses are failing, there's less competition out there. So if you can get aggressive with your marketing, now you'll grab greater market share because there's less competition. If, if we were to study recessions, big brands grow during recessions because their competition is going away. So while it's tougher in many regards, it's also a big opportunity if you can play your cards right. Well, but so uh, people uh, are really home. Uh, most people are really home and they're looking for solutions, answers, and they're, they're looking for a tribe, a sense of belonging. I think people want to feel loved and cared for in, in times like yes. that. Uh, so yes. brands that, that provide that, uh, that kind of touch, they give them security, they feel the humanness of the brands, then they will attract, I mean, the audience and they will still be in business. So true. Yes, they, they, they want that security. So I think a brand can, can really look at, you know, how do we contribute to that sense of belonging? How do we tell a story that really put, that makes the customer the hero of the story or the potential hero of the story? Don't make your brand the hero. Make them the hero. Show them how they can rise to greater heights or become more able or smarter. If you make them the hero in the center of your stories, then they're, they're going to connect with their hearts and they're going to want to do business with you because if you connect with their hearts, you build trust. Well, so you should look at connecting to their heart, touching their heart, and then they can then listen to you. So providing and meeting their needs uh, with your products and services. The focus shouldn't be about your brand, your business. It should be about them. What is in for them? How can I help yeah. them? How can can we make them the hero, their champion, so that the story will be more about them, not about you, your product, and service, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Now, if a brand or organization is struggling at this moment, so they've not been doing all these things and, and they need to quickly uh, bounce back, they are losing their grounds, they are losing businesses, what are the key tips for them to quickly resurface? Um, the, the, 
the thing is, is that, see, during times of crisis, people's needs and desires change. Change. So you've got, mm-hmm. you've got to get on the phone and go, okay, you used to want this, but you don't want that anymore because the environment's changed. What do you need? So you may have to change your services, your offerings, and your pricing structures based on the new needs. You know, if, if we, if all of a sudden, you know, there's no more gasoline on the planet, people are going to need electric cars. So <laughs> now build a business that services electric cars. We need, you know, electrical equipment in the garage of the, of the home, or we need, uh, electrical stations where people can recharge their car. All of a sudden we've got this major shift and now, well, we, why, why would I open a gas station? I'm not going to open a gas station. I'm going to get, you know, maybe I should become an electrician. So as, as things change, usually things change in society very slowly. But what COVID-19 did is it changed business very rapidly. That's true. But, but nonetheless, a good business will always look to see what those changes are and then how do they fit their services and products for the new desires and needs. Mm. So it behooved on pranks and organization now to not only just stay at what they've been doing, the product and service, but look at what will be the current needs for their clients and customers. They might need to change a little bit product or their service or need to adjust to meet that need for their clients. Even though I think that um, they may phase out. Absolutely. So, you know, you may have to, I mean, certain businesses may just die altogether. You may have to start an entirely new career. You know, um, my daughter worked for an airlines as a flight attendant. Well, the airlines are down 90%. So she isn't flying anymore right now. They furloughed her. They, they let her go. So what does she do? Well, I got her a job learning bookkeeping because she can do that from home and bookkeepers are needed even during tough times. So she went from one job and different skill sets to another because all of a sudden the airlines weren't in business anymore. So she had to adjust that there's a lot of people in that same category and situation where they may have to go out and learn a complete new set of skills to survive. Now let's look at individual brands, like an example that you mentioned that they've built all, all these years, uh, they built their brand around one or two ex- expertise, maybe like a pilot, like you mentioned, uh, the brand is all known as a pilot to fly people. My, my expertise has been all maybe about maybe something else, but suddenly uh, the market has shifted. Um, then you're almost out of business, but they know you to be the go-to guy for X, Y, Z. Now, how do you rapidly shift to ABC? Yeah, I, I think you have to take whatever infrastructure you have and go, okay, so, you know, like there were companies that were, making let's I, there was a company in Chicago that was making pants and jeans and shirts. Mm. Well, all of a sudden people weren't going to the store to buy pants and jeans, but they, they took their machines, they retooled them to make masks. That's awesome. So they took all the materials that they were making shirts. People weren't buying shirts because they were kind of like spending less money. And they went, okay, well nobody's buying a shirt. So let's make masks. Well, how do we make a mask? So they had to retrain all their team, they had to retool their machines, 
And within, you know, 10 days, they were now making masks instead of shirts because the market shifted. So they had to shift their training. They had to shift their machinery. They had to shift their hours. That, that is a, that's a company that has been given a lot of lemons and all of a sudden now they're making lemonade because, you know, now, you know, instead of selling $20 t-shirts, they're selling $5 masks, but the market wanted $5 masks. Mm. Now, eventually they may go back to selling t-shirts, but at least they have developed a new offering, a new skill set, which is, Hey, if the world ever goes in crisis and they need a bunch of masks, we now know how to do it. We are now known as a brand that is adjusted, that survived, that provides, you know, masks and even come out with a whole new fashion line. You know, if they get really creative, maybe they make it, you know, with logos and uh, teams of sports on them or what, you know what I mean? They can get very creative to go, Hey, let, let's make masks that are, that are, you know, um, you know, fashionable and stylish. Hmm. Um, a friend of mine said that if everyone is going Zig, don't go Zach. That's right. And, you know, and that might be uh, another business right there is how do we bring doctors to people? There might be transportation services to bring mm-hmm. medicine to older people. That could be, you know, older people don't want to go to the store to expose themselves to diseases or viruses. That could be a whole business where you could have a delivery business and go, I'll go to the store for you and I'll pick up your medicine or I'll run your errands so that you don't expose yourself to viruses. That could be an example, you know, because one of the most high risk individuals to COVID is mm. people who are five years and older who have pre existing conditions. Well, you can go to elderly homes or you can go to retirement centers and go, look, I'll run your errands for you so you don't have to be exposed to the virus potentially. That could be a business. That's right. And in fact, that might be such businesses who could, I um, mean, uh, largely get a lot of clients because it's convenient for uh, the customers uh, to have these needs being met with ease too. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. Is you can actually have an entire business that services a brand new need that didn't exist before. Before, if you were 65 years and older and had a pre-existing condition, you didn't really worry about going to the store. Now it's a worry. So you may go, I, you know, I'd, I'd pay somebody. So maybe you can go to a retirement community and do that for 10 people every day. Now you're servicing, you're, you're helping people. You're providing a, a service that's now considered valuable, which six months ago was never considered as valuable. And now you have a new business. All right. Well, Edwin, so with all this said, uh, the strategies and tips here to help brands and individuals in the midst of the shifting seasons and tides and, and all that, um, we are all uncertain in, I mean, what, what is going to happen next in terms of business, in terms of brands? In the, is there anything like security, job security? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we, Again, we have to just constantly study the environment and see where the habits are shifting. It doesn't matter 
what happens in the world, there will always be people who need things. Mm. If, if we deeply understand what those needs are, not just physically, but also emotionally and, and cognitively, what, what do people want to hear? What services do they now consider? You know, if you made masks last year, you probably didn't have a lot of customers. Now you have a lot of customers because it, the needs shifted. Well, one thing that we always know will happen in life is that people's perceptions of what they want and need will change. So it's important that you're always looking to market trends, consumer trends. What, what do people now think? What do they now believe? What, what is important to them this year versus last year? And if you can always be like a chameleon and change your color to look like the thing that people need and want, you can change. <laughs> That's really what we have to be now is we have to be chameleons. We have to adjust. You know, a chameleon goes from one environment to another. He changes colors to look like the new environment. He adjusts himself to fit. Um, right? That's part of his survival is I look like the thing that I'm next to. So I don't get eaten by a bird. Well, <laughs> if nature has been doing that for millions of years, we have to adapt and fit our environment. We have to be relevant. We have to look like we have to emulate the needs and wants of our audience. So if we can rapidly shift our colors like a chameleon, but in, <laughs> in, but in a bit, we're shifting our brand, we're shifting our services then we will always survive. So you need to be adaptable to change and you need to be fast about that as well. Yeah. I mean, if you were to watch how fast a chameleon can change colors, when you put him on a different branch of a tree, he adjusts pretty fast. That's right. That's right. So speed is relevant in this age. Regardless of what you do, you need to follow, I mean, uh, trends and be fast about it to change. Sometimes the entire business model may need to change or the brand may need to be rebranded just to stay, stay relevant in the market. That's right. That's right. You have to, you, you, you have to adjust, um, and, and fit. So if you go, you know, one of the, the biggest dangers that a brand can tell themselves or an entrepreneur is like, well, I don't know how to do that. Hmm. Well, okay, so I got that you don't know how to do it, but you better learn how to do it fast. Uh. That's part of adjusting is letting go of the old mindset, letting go of the old habits. You may have to develop new routines. You may have to do things you've never done before. The environment just shifted. So if you keep telling yourself, well, I've never done that, or I don't know how to do that, well, we've never had this happen before. So if, if that's, that's part of the adjustment is adjusting mm. your mindset and, and developing new skills that you've never had before. So in times like this, you need one first, a mindset shift, then you get a skill set needed to move ahead. Absolutely. Edwin, as we round up, uh, what would be your one, two, three, key take-home actionable tips for listeners to do for their brands and their businesses uh, in time like this? Uh, number one, look around your environment 
understand what people need and want. You know, start talking to people. Find out, uh, you know, read magazines or go to uh, study trends that, you know, major uh, blogs are doing. You know, a lot of brands do research on, you know, what the trends are going. Understand how your environment is shifting. Understand consumer sentiment. Understand consumer habits. Because when you understand how they feel and what they want, then it's easier to adjust. Number two, develop a strategy of how you can meet those needs. Sit down with yourself or your team and go, hey, our audience now wants masks delivered or they now want telehealth solutions or they want home delivery. How can we as a brand fit that new need? And then number three is as you're adjusting, tell your story to the world of how you're changing. Document your change. Tell your story of how you change. But always make the customer the hero of your story. All of a sudden, people will see your brand active, creating content, making the hero, the customer the hero. And they'll start to share your content and you'll start to build the positive word of mouth that you're a brand that's innovative. You're a brand that's adjusting rapidly. You're the chameleon brand that's helping people out and, and you'll get positive word of mouth from that. Awesome. Um, the people centered focus on, um, the customer, the clients and let the story be about them and not just about you. Like the last part of it all. Yes. Adam, where can listeners, uh, connect with you? Uh, just go to LinkedIn and type in Edwin Dearborn, D-E-A-R-B-O-R-N. Um, all my contact information is there. That makes it a lot simpler if they just connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah, okay, so connect with Edwin on LinkedIn. Just search for Edwin Dearborn and connect. Let me know you heard him on the podcast and how this has been of help to you and he'll be glad to assist you in any way that you and the organization may need. Uh, Edwin, thank you so much for your time and for the insights. You always share on the podcast. I'll look forward to the next session with you again and again and again and again. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I treasure.